It's one of the most important principles in living life successfully that's woven through the entire Bible. It's authority. And today we'll talk about it on Beyond the Notes. In the uh, passage, oh, and by the way, I'm Pastor Russell Howard, and it's a joy to be with you again on this episode. In the passage in John chapter 10 that we most recently covered in our Sunday morning teaching, Jesus makes the astonishing statement regarding his own death and his own return to life, his own death and resurrection. He says, no one takes it from me. This is John 10, verse 18. Speaking of his life, Jesus says, no one takes it from me. Now, these Pharisees have already on a couple of occasions attempted to murder him informally, mind you, but they've, and and later on in chapter 10, they're going to take up stones and try it again. Here, Jesus says, you cannot, you can't take my life. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. Here it is. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. That is, I am able to, to act as I will with reference to my own death and even more shockingly, my return to life. And then he says, this charge I have received from my father, and that's important. In the course of talking about that, I've gave, given you a definition for authority. Let me give you that definition again. Uh, and this is not a dictionary definition of authority. It's not an academic definition of authority. It's not a comprehensive definition of authority, but this is a good definition of authority um, with reference to how the Bible teaches the concept. Authority is permission to act or direct others to act as I will without legitimate opposition. Um, if If I, when I get home this evening and I Uh, take off my shoes, and I have various options inside my closet on the floor. I could put them here, or I could put them here, or I could put them there. I've got the authority to place my shoes off off my feet anywhere I want to on my closet floor, and no legitimate uh, opposition to that can arise. Um, You know, my dog might not like it. I guess some closet organization company might say it's not the best theoretical design, but I've got the authority to place my shoes where I will. That definition of authority then is closely linked to, to, to autonomy, to freedom, to, the, to the, uh, just the capacity to act. But the effective use of authority and an effective understanding of authority is important to the maintaining of freedom. It's certainly critical to exercise of of good leadership in the spheres where God might call me to lead. But here's the thing that people might miss about authority. Authority, unless you are God the Father himself, authority is never innate. It's always derived. Uh, Authority comes from, uh, in simple terms, it comes from above. Authority is, is something that, that is given. Various, various places in Scripture speak to this. Uh, uh, 
Luke ten nineteen speaks of, of authority as as people receive it. Um, Jesus is ah, Luke ten nineteen. There it is. The sound of Bible pages turning. Luke ten nineteen. Jesus says to his uh, in this case to the seventy two missionaries that he sends out. Behold, I have given you authority. In this mission, in this context, authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Jesus passes down line to those who are acting under his authority for this moment, the authority to exercise immunity over some otherwise dangerous things. But they wouldn't have that authority if he didn't give it to them. Uh, Governmental authority, Jesus told Pontius Pilate, in the midst of his trial, as Pontius Pilate was strutting about with the authority of the Roman government behind him, Jesus told him in John nineteen eleven, you'd have no authority over me at all were it not given to you by the Father. Romans 13, 1 and 2 says that, that well, well, that one's important. Let's go there for a minute. Speaking of the authority of human government, um, Jesus or the word of God encourages us, Paul writing to the church at Rome, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. Here's the statement, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Now in context, that's speaking of governments, but the principle seems to stretch far wider than that. Authority derives from God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. Uh, it is important to note that the authority there most directly in view is the authority of the horrifically corrupt Roman Empire. So this doesn't say I am subject to authority that descends from God to my government as long as I agree with everything that government is doing. Um, we have to be very, very careful as believers, and this is a rabbit I won't spend a lot of time on, but our... our uh, Taking a pass on obeying government authority is only legitimate when that governing authority is demanding of us something that Scripture would forbid, um, or or forbidding something of us that Scripture would command. At that point, we have a higher authority, the authority of the Word of God itself. That's why we uh, we have to conform to speed limits. If we're going to be obedient, we can't say, well, God has given me liberty so I can drive 95 miles an hour on the interstate. Uh, we, we have to function um, in authority. Jesus himself even, even spoke repeatedly of the authority to, to move being conferred upon him by God the Father, most legendarily in the Great Commission when he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, I can commission you, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not wrong, uh, I can commission you to go act on my behalf because the authority that is descending, descending to me from above, I then have the authority to confer on to you, to deputize you then as the ambassadors of this, this message of new life. Um, why does that matter? If authority is conferred from above, and it is, then we only maintain that authority, that permission to act 
uh, and to direct others to act as we will um, without legitimate opposition. We only maintain that authority as we submit ourselves to the legitimate authorities in our life. The, the source of authority, therefore, <laughs> is submission to authority. If you want to be, as Adrian Rogers legendarily put it, a, a, a former pastor of mine and uh, incredible Bible teacher, his way of putting it was, you will never be over what God has put under you until you are under what God has put over you. That is, authority flows from above to me and flows from me down as I am appropriately submissive. Let's, uh, let's, let's think about a couple of real-world examples for that. Um, suppose, you, uh, suppose you own a, a great, big, fast, capable, powerful motor vehicle. I don't know, maybe a, a, a full-size Hummer or something like that that's up-armored and bad to the bone. And you decide to hang some flashing lights on it and get out there on the uh, interstate, since I've used that example once a moment ago. You decide to get out on the interstate and pull people over for doing things you don't like. You know what I don't like? I don't like when somebody gets in the inside lane on the interstate and creeps along at five miles per hour under the speed limit, backing up traffic. If you want to drive that way, well, if you want to drive five miles per hour under the speed limit, you honestly you should get off the interstate. But at the very least, you should be in the outside lane, not the inside lane, where people are typically more interested in moving it along. So you get your great big up-armored Hummer, and you mount all kinds of flashing lights and loudspeakers on it, and you get out there and you start pulling people over and charging them with driving the way I wish you wouldn't in the first degree. And I charge you with that. Uh, maybe people would take you semi-seriously because they don't want you to run them off the road and you know do bad things to their car. But no one is ultimately going to have to take you seriously, no matter how big and bad you are with your big bad vehicle and your big bad attitude and your ability to bully because you lack something essential. You lack authority. You don't have the authority to pull me over. You don't have the authority to charge me with something just because you don't like it. On the other hand, I can be a, uh, a, 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 a little person, a, a five foot, two inch, 105 pound person, female, male, whatever, in a comparatively innocuous vehicle. Maybe it's geared to go fast if it needs to, but it, it can't bully me off the road like an up armored Hummer. Maybe it's a I don't know, what does the what does the Florida Highway Patrol drive these days? I'm not good with cars. Whatever that is, that car. And yet when they pull me over and they charge me with something, this this smallish person in this plainish car um, can hang material consequences on me because what that individual has is authority. And if I choose to buck them, then increasing levels of authority can respond against me such that I could even end up incarcerated or something, you know, authority. And even, an even uh, more picturesque example for me is a football ref. Think of an NFL ref. Uh, on, the, on the field, on the grass part of the football stadium, on any given play, there are 22 
kind of kind of monstrously non-typical human beings. They're very, very powerful people. They're 300 plus pounds. They, they, they work out differently than most people. They eat differently than most people. They've, they've lived a life story that's different than most people. And they, they've become phenomenally powerful and accomplished at what they do. And uh, every few moments, one of them snaps the ball between his feet back to the guy behind him. And these 22 bodies go into this motion. And the goal is to get the ball to move just a few feet. If you can accomplish that every time and get, you know, 10 yards every three downs, you'll always get a first down. You'll always ultimately score touchdowns. So 22 massive, brutish human beings are attempting to move this ball just a few feet with a massive display of force. And here comes a little guy, what, 140, 150 soaking wet, in a striped t-shirt and a special hat. He blows his whistle, and he picks up that same football. And if he has seen something he truly doesn't like, he can walk unobstructed 15 yards, half the distance to the goal, whatever his judgment says, Without, without opposition, a moments ago, 22 guys were killing each other to get far less ball movement than this little guy is getting just because he, seems, he deems it appropriate. The difference is they, they, they must settle for power. He has authority. They don't touch him. They, they, they watch how they speak to him. And he puts the ball down. Now, he has authority. But suppose he starts making up rules as he goes. Suppose he starts calling non-existent uh, penalties or stopping the game just because he feels like it with no better explanation. The league oversight officials and ultimately the authority of the league itself will yank him and send him home. And he immediately loses all authority to act because he has not submitted to authority over him. Christian, you need to understand that. Because if you're going to live, <laughs> if you're going to live authoritatively and you desire to as a child of God, then you need to respond well to the authority of God in your life. And that's true in your parenting. When I have counseled uh, couples that are having real strong behavioral issues with their children, one of the first questions I always ask is, how, how have your children had the opportunity to see you actively and actually submit to the will of God in your life? Are they seeing submission in their parents? Or are their parents constantly at home bad-mouthing every authority in their life? My boss is an idiot. Uh, the people at my church are, are, that are kind of running things are, are insane. The government's off the rails. Everything is bad. Everything is horrible. But I expect you children to respond well to my authority. Let me tell you, they never will. They absolutely never will. Because your own rebellious responses to authority, constant rebellious responses to authority, have guaranteed that your exercise of authority will meet with rebellion. It just will. So, if you want to have authority, and by the way, that even authority over the tempter, even the, the ability to successfully resist the devil and have him flee from you, will be related to the power of your submission 
to the Word of God and the will of God in your own life. So, takeaways. Authority is achieved by your submitting to the authority in your life. Uh, and authority is important if you desire to, to act or direct others to act as you would have them do so and not have to deal with legitimate opposition at every turn. So move in authority and get there by moving in submission. Hey guys, we're excited here at the McGregor Podcast because on Thursday, December 2nd, we are simultaneously dropping, yes, dropping all four at the same time. It is a binging opportunity, dropping all four episodes of the Ruth Christmas Special Podcast. And again, you say, what in the world is the relationship between Christmas and the story of Ruth? Grab these podcast episodes, watch, listen, whatever platform you like, get in on the Ruth podcast and you'll see a connection to Christmas and you'll be glad you did. God bless you and we look forward to our next episode.